Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. I'm excited about uh, this new year. The enemy is running rampant over our country, our nation, and our people, our church family, but we've got something for him that he's not expecting a body of believers that are unified and praying, and, and, and we have a personal relationship with our Father. And you know what? He doesn't know how many people there is, but I was listening, listening to some things on the Internet and Scott and everybody talking, and you know what? It's way more of us than it is of the enemy, and I don't know why we keep giving him so much power. And so I'm calling this the power and purpose of prayer. Um, we've, we've seen and heard a lot of miracles happening in this church. I mean, I've had miracles. I know people, you can talk to people here in this church, they've had miracles or their lives changed one way or another. And it's like, man, God, you are so faithful. You are so faithful. And our church family, if you're in this body, why can't we grasp the power of prayer? Because when you tell somebody something or pastor gets up there and wants to pray for people, we're praying on people, we're laying hands on people, and we're agreeing, but their faith has to be turned up to receive what God has for them. And I, you know, and I always go back to the lady with the issue of blood and, you know, your faith has made you whole and, and the centurion, your faith has made your daughter whole. And sometimes we forget that we have to turn up what we believe in. We have to be sold out for what we believe in. God said it. I don't care what else is going on. I'm going to believe that I'm healed because he said so. And, you know, and sometimes even if it doesn't, if you have all that faith, that's just a mystery. We have no idea. Maybe God says, nope, you've done your duty. You've done what I've called you to do, and it's time to come home. I don't know. We'll learn all that when we get there. (laughs) It's like, God, I had so much more I wanted to do. But But if we'd done our job, you know, sometimes I think, okay, God, you know, is it time for us to come home, or why can't this happen? And sometimes, you know, it could be people praying against us or just, you know, I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to be sold out. (laughs) whatever it is, I am going to believe what God's word says and what he says, and I'm not changing my mind, and that's just the stubbornness in me. (laughs) And I know it drives people crazy sometimes, even in my family, but it's like, nope. This is what the word says, and I've seen it in my car when I learned about angels. Thank you, God. Your angels are in cap round about me. No matter where I'm driving or whatever, your angels are there. My front tire flies off and I'm still driving. It never hit the ground. My tire comes over in front of my car and I'm driving and I'm looking like, that looks like my tire. Why that came in my head, I have no idea. (laughs) And then it lays down over on the side and so I pull over, stop the car. My car still never hit the ground. (laughs) and got out and looked and it was my tire and it was the driver's side tire so I should have never been (laughs) still continuing to drive but it's like okay God I believe (laughs) 
I believe, you know, getting my hips done and people telling me I can't wear any heels and, you know, how I got healed so quick. I said, okay, God, you didn't heal it the way I wanted. I didn't want to have to have surgery. <laughs> but even though it didn't go that way, I'm going to have a supernatural healing and everything. And I did. And they told me you couldn't wear heels. I still wear heels. You couldn't do all kinds. Of, I still do it. And I told them, no. I don't want to hear any of that stuff you're telling me. I'm going to continue to do what I've always been doing. <laughs> you know, and it's just so many things that have happened in my life that's like, you know what, God, you are so real. Your word is true. And, um, and sometimes I even wonder how I got to be over prayer because I was over the children's ministry. And then that was given to somebody else and said, God, that's my life. What am I going to do now? And then, and then I took care of my mom, which actually fit right in there. So he knew what was happening. I needed to be away from that to take care of my mom. And then after she passed and went to heaven, okay, then something else opened up and pastors asking me to be over prayer. I'm like, what? Why would you ask me to be over prayer? I, I, I'm a children's pastor. I'm, you know, but here it is. And, and now it's like this burning thing inside of me and it's like oh my gosh lord I guess you knew actually knew what you were doing (laughs) but I tell you it's so the power we have if we could just grasp it and hold on to it 24 7 and and just you know god I'm gonna pray and I know you're gonna answer me and it might not be how you want me how I want it to be but I know you're gonna answer me and it's gonna be powerful and it's gonna do what I need to get done and we just have to learn how to wait on him. But as we're waiting, you know, praising him, praising him and thanking him for what he's going to do. Because, and I was reading more, and I think I have it in here somewhere, that our prayers move God. <laughs> if we're not praying, he's waiting. He's our partner. He's waiting for us to talk to him and tell him what we need, but also to pray. Because <laughs> that's his fuel. Um, it's amazing when you hear about all the stuff, Lion and Pastor Tiz and Pastor Larry, when he had all those blood clots and the doctor's telling him that uh, he's surprised that he's still alive. And it's like, and he never talks about himself and all that. But you know what? That is like his whole, both his lungs were filled with blood clots. How he made it out of there is just like, God, <laughs> you are not done with them yet. <laughs> So when you hear stuff like that, and it's like, man, when we pray for people, you know, our prayer team is like, we honestly believe something's going to change, you know, and I always tell them, don't get up there and, <laughs> and give the people what you think about their situation is. That's why you pray in your heavenly language before you, as you walk up, he'll direct you to who to go to, but you have to be ready to believe what you're praying for and when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, he will give you what to say, you know, and we, it has to be that way because it's not what we think and what we want is what he's telling us to tell the people. Cause then it hits the mark. Amen. Uh, I tell you what, one of the things here, uh, we have a baby Angela that we were praying for. She had a brain tumor. She made it out. I put it on our prayer request. Uh, she came out of the surgery fine. Uh, and just imagine a, a newborn baby having brain damage and not everything there, and then then have to do surgery, and she's and she's fine, like like it never happened. And then uh, Dominic, uh, pastor prayed for him for anger. He was beating up his mom. He was like only 
11, but he was big. And uh, she came up crying that he was he was beating on her. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we would have been tussling. <laughs> but, you know, she, she just was cowering down and, and Pastor prayed for him. And, and his whole demeanor changed, you know. And so when you when you hear about that and you see those miracles happen, it's like, God, prayer is so good. So what I'm going to talk about today um, is the power and purpose, but it, you know, it's our prayers that makes that divine connection possible and opens the door for all the signs, wonders, and miracles that we could even fathom. Thank God he thinks higher than we do. <laughs> and that he can do more than what we can do because, I mean, being human beings, we need so much. We need so much. We expect so much. Um, but God is doing all that because he loves us and he gave his son, Jesus, to connect us to every blood-brought promise that he has, every promise, every blessing that he has. He's telling us what he has so we can say, okay, <laughs> I see what you're telling me. Now, I believe it. <laughs> but also because our enemy, the devil, is trying to, he's always trying to discourage us, confuse us, deceive people. And uh, from what we receive, what God has said, He's giving us, and He sneaks in so easily that we have to be able to identify Him when He gets in there. And if it doesn't match up to what God said, we need to always. Uh, that's why we study, so we know what God says. So when it comes up and it's not matching, you know, we go, "Okay, devil, I see you," and and He has to go. I know that's why my my nephew lives with us right now. And he came, uh, I guess he was over his uh, fiance's house, and they all he thought they all had COVID. They were all sick. They tested positive for COVID. So he was over there for a minute because he didn't want to come home. And I said, no, you better come back over here. You don't want to be in a whole house full of everybody sick. <laughs> he said, I don't want to come and get you guys sick. I said, we don't get sick. We don't get sick here. You know, so he came home and he stayed up in his room and I said, well, you need to take this. You need to take this. You need to take this. You know, here's some chicken soup. Here's, you know, and I said, and you just need to not give in to it. And so he came home and uh, within a couple of days, he was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. I said, really, I don't think it was really COVID, COVID. <laughs> I said, because he didn't have all the symptoms. I said, but who knows? They're talking about so many variants out there. Who knows? I said, something was trying to get on you. But he, he just said, I love this house. It's so holistic. <laughs> he said, I knew if I came home, you would have all kinds of stuff for me. <laughs> and I did. But, <laughs> but, he, but he got out of it. He was like, I can't believe it. He said, and he said, I started thinking about it. He you're right, you guys don't get sick. I said, well, first of all, our bodies do what we tell it to do. God made it like a computer, and so we're supposed to tell it what to do. And sometimes we forget, it tells us. <laughs> and so like it's something like I hurt my hip, and I don't know what I did. I was playing with my nephew. I probably bumped it on something. So I said, oh, it's just a bruise. But I just, it was just, I couldn't hardly walk. And I said, body, you're going to have to work this out. <laughs> Even though I did put some icy hot and all that, and uh, I did a little electrolysis thing on my on my muscle, um, but I was like, okay. And this guy was like, oh, you're doing so, you know, bad. Are you going to be able to go to church? Oh, I'm going to church. 
I said, why wouldn't I go? People can be there to pray. I said, but I'm going to be all right. And I am. I woke up, and, you know, yesterday it got better, and today I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> but I can feel it, but it's like, nope. <laughs> you got to get, you got to line up. <laughs> so, you know, you got to, it just happens that way. If you tell your body what to do, it will change and do what you tell it it needs to do. And it's just, it's just, it's just a miracle from God. He created us that way. So I'm excited, you know, about being able to say, body, <laughs> you know, and just being in agreement with God's word. Prayer is a part of God's plan to build us, equip us, and transform us. Sometimes we think um, we pray for God to help us and pray for uh, something to be done in our lives. But really, prayer transforms us. It transforms our mind. It transforms how we believe. It transforms our relationship with God. It transforms everything about us. It transforms us to like the sheets in the back, who you are, who the Bible says that you are. I am an overcomer. I am a conqueror. You know, I am a child of the living God. You know, when we start remembering and, and believing in that, our whole, our whole image changes. We are totally transformed from the inside out. And that's what prayer does. Uh, there's absolutely, absolutely no question in my mind that we're all in this church called by God. And people think, oh, well, I'm a Christian. No, you're called by God. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit draws you in so you can accept God, accept Jesus Christ. So it's not, you're not doing it on your own, even though a lot of people, yeah, I think I'm just going to go to church. No, you're being called. <laughs> and sometimes we forget that. It's, and the Bible tells us that. No, by the Spirit of God, he picks each one of us out. And his job really is to try to get the whole world saved and called in because this is our kingdom. And sometimes we forget, even though it looks terrible and we want to get rid of everybody and we want to do all that, but the Bible tells us if my people will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. And we forget that so often, but now it's time, and, and a lot of people are getting it. They're calling for national prayer all over, you know, and I'm like, come on, church, we need, a, we need our, the church to be a prayer house, you know. <laughs> and pastor gets up there and says, let's pray, you know, this is a house of prayer, and people get up there and, yeah, 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 but how many people pray after they leave? <laughs> and we need to be continuously in prayer, even if you just say one thing. God, I thank you that you're changing our government. You're changing the people. They're having a, a Damascus Road experience, you know, so their lives are changed and transformed, so there's no more corruption. Bring us somebody else besides Trump, Lord. You know, <laughs> you know, you used him for a minute, yes, but they have smeared him so bad people don't know who to believe or whatever, and really... I grew up in New York, so I know that's just how people are. I mean, I had to curb how I was because I still am blunt anyway. But uh, you just have to curb it as you go on. But I'm like, he is not a racist and all that stuff because there's so many people in New York. I mean, you're just all mixed. <laughs> all mixed up in there. That's why it's called the melting pot. But, you know, so it's like, no, he's not like that. But they painted that picture and look at how many people totally believe that he's like that. And then I can't think of the name of the group of that guy. They said, he had him over for dinner. 
you know, and all that kind of stuff. The I can't even think of the good old boys or whatever they were called. And uh, and the leader of that is Hispanic. But do people know that? No, they think he's a white supremacist. He's Hispanic because <laughs> people don't look up things. But um, it's our job to be a light to the world. It's our job to pray God's kingdom into this kingdom, into our, this is our kingdom. He made it for us. So uh, he, Christ, he gives us the strength to cultivate the attitude that with my God, nothing shall be impossible to us that believe. One of the fundamental teachings of God is that we need to accept and embrace that is prayer, um, proper biblical prayer is a tool we use to accomplish his goal. But prayer, to, prayer for us is a tool, just like when we go to school and learn how to do our jobs or we just learn how to do our jobs anyway. It's a tool that we have. Deuteronomy eleven thirteen tells us, you shall serve the Lord your God with all your heart. And it's explained that uh, the service of the heart is prayer. That's what Jewish wisdom tells us. When we pray, it's a service to God. And the service of the heart is prayer. That service is prayer. It's like us, um, uh, in this sense, prayer is meant to purify hearts, bring us to a closer, more intimate relationship with God, in addition to develop our spiritual nature. It's prayers to help us develop. We've heard the proverb, prayer changes things. What changes most through prayer is not the mind of Almighty God. He's just waiting for us to pray so he can move. But really it changes, uh, what really changes is us when we pray. That's what changes. It changes how we believe, how we do things, how we move, what we do for other people. That's prayer changing us. And, uh, and that's the good thing. Because when we pray according to God's word, biblical prayer not just telling him what we want, but remind him, your word says that you, may, you meet all of my needs through your riches and glory, through Christ Jesus. We have to remind him that's what, his, his, uh, that's what he said. That's one of his promises. And if we look back when Jesus was in the, in the wilderness, that's what he did when he talked to the devil. He quoted scripture. He reminded him of the word of God, and the devil had to be quiet and go. Um, our prayers uh, ignites God. It gives him the gas to, to move on our behalf. I, I, I just love that. But let me jump down here to um, Ephesians 6.13. It says uh, there's many types of prayers and styles. Ephesians 6 totally tells you about all of them. Uh, 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So when we're praying, we're praying for everybody, not just for what we want. Um, the Amplified Bible says it this way, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, uh, on every occasion and in every season, in the Spirit, and with this in view... <laughs> Stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. So while we're praying, we're staying alert because the enemy's going to try to come. So we need to be able to identify the enemy and say, nope, I've already prayed. I believe what God's word says. 
So there's nothing you can do, devil. <laughs> I'm not going to let you in because I see you and you're going to know who I am. I'm a child of the living God and I know what I'm doing. Amen. The complete Jewish Bible says, as you pray at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests in the spirit, vigilantly and persistently for all God's people. So we have to be persistent and vigilant in, uh, in our prayer life because without prayer, we're just waiting for something to happen. Uh, Paul directly is directly connecting the armor of God with prayer. Paul is teaching that prayer is how we activate the armor and how we use it to fight the good fight of faith. And we all know what the armor is, you know, the breastplate, the head of salvation, I tell you, and all that. And if you realize that is the armor God gives us, but it's only in the front. There is no retreat. There's no going back. He gives us the armor in the front so we can continue to move forward and press through. And you can get the, the, um, the vision of how the Roman army always did. They never went back. They just trampled everybody and everything in its way. <laughs> and that's how God wants us to be when it comes to prayer and uh, getting what we want done. First Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18 says, Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Um, when Paul said we should pray without ceasing, he meant we should offer constant Humble praise to God. We give God praise through prayer in many occasions. That includes Shabbat. When we have Friday night Shabbat, we welcome in Shabbat. We release the Sabbath blessings over our household, our spouses, our children, and whatever, our finances, our health. And uh, that's what God, he really hears us during this time, especially women. Um, and a lot of time it's the, women's that really, the women that really uh, start Shabbat, because we set it all up and we have the meal and everything. Uh, Pastor Larry teaches on all of that, the celebrations, uh, and specific blessings that come with it. Another example is Purim that's going to be coming up. He'll teach on it the Sunday before, the story of Esther and Mordecai and how God needed her to step up to do what he needed to save the nation. And if she didn't step up, who else would he have gotten? I'm sure he would have found somebody but she had to be committed and say, yes, Lord, <laughs> I will do it. And he turned everything upside down. He turned it all around in the Jewish people's favor. And that's what God wants us to do. That's what we get during Purim. He turns our, our issues upside down and changes them and puts them straight the way he wants them done. Uh, the window is, is going to be passing soon for Passover and resurrection coming up. And with it comes a flow of forgiveness, resurrection power. We need to remember that resurrection power. Jesus resurrected. <laughs> Our lives can be resurrected because he said he's an example of what can happen. Divine protection, divine favor with God and man. Each of these occasions and seasons come with a special anointing and blessing embedded in it. And we need to know what those things are. Luckily, Pastor Larry teaches us those things so we know how to pray at that specific time for specific things. Um, we also have things like the year of Jubilee and the appointed time for redemption, restoration, debt cancellation, and prosperity. And uh, there are prayers for those who have infirmities at that time, need a miracle healing, 
prayer for breaking family curses, um, as well as prayer for wisdom and revelation knowledge. And I'm, I'm always asking God and thanking God for wisdom and revelation knowledge. God, anoint me as I teach and give me more revelation on what I'm teaching. And that's why when you um, study, you always get something new. You never learn the same thing over and over again. And some people say, I've already read the Bible. I know it all. No, you don't. Because God always gives you something different every time you read it. It's like, God, you know, they say there's, you, you never know everything. And we're not going to know everything until we get to heaven. But he can drop those little nuggets into our minds and into our spirits while we're reading his word and studying to, make, to show ourselves approved. Amen? Um, there are uh, our daily prayer templates that we have in the back there. I still have some back there that I use them. And now that I know them, I can be walking around and I just go through the whole list uh, of how to pray. Jesus gave us the template, even though everybody's like, oh, I'm going to pray the Our Father. That's great. But that's not, that was just the outline. <laughs> and I, I grew up Catholic, so we prayed that a million times. You know, but nobody said there was more stuff in between it and what comes with it and, and the words. And that's why it's so good that Pastor and Pastor Tiz taught on all that stuff because it's like he, they broke it down for us to understand what that really is. <laughs> and it's like, man, there, there's no better uh, prayer than the Our Father, but there's more in between the lines, the secrets in between there that he wants us to get. Scott also did a powerful teaching in the Torah study on the brazen altar and tabernacle prayer. And that takes us through the seven steps of prayer that people did, beginning with entering the gates all the way to the Holy of Holies and the Shekinah glory and presence of our Heavenly Father. And that's awesome teaching. So if you haven't heard that, you can go on the website and look in the uh, podcasts and the archives and find that. Uh, all of these teachings between Pastor Larry, Tiz, and uh, Scott are, God gives us those, uh, the power of prayer to use as a weapon of our warfare, because prayer is a weapon. And sometimes we forget that. We're just like, God, help me do this, help me through this. But no, it's a weapon that we need to take advantage of and use in every area of our lives, no matter how small it seems. You know, I was in um, prayer this morning, and I walked in there, I was getting ready to um, say hi to this lady that's in there, her name popped totally out of my head. I went over there and said, good morning. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just lost your name. <laughs> and I'm like, Father, thank you for bringing her name back to me. Thank you that I will not be losing people's names and I will not be forgetting things. Your word says that I can be like the people that came out of Egypt, the Hebrews that came out of Egypt, not a feeble one among them. When Moses passed away, he was perfect. His mind was sharp. You know, and I was like, God, so thank you for making that for me and that you're giving me her name. And totally as I was praying that her name popped back into my head. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, God. But, you know, we have to identify that. And when things happen like that, we have to correct it with God's word. And, uh, and our bodies will have to line up. It has to do what we're telling it to do. But if we, if we forget that and just say, oh, man. Like the world always tells us, that just comes with age. That's part of what happens. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. And I remind them all the time when that happens, oh, nope. <laughs> God said, I have a sharp mind. 
I don't forget anything, <laughs> body line up, you know, and, and it has to do it. And that's what I like so much about it. Um, all of these teachings show and teach us that God gave us the power of prayer to use as that weapon. And we need to constantly use it as a weapon. And sometimes it's just not a little mealy mouse prayer. We need to be fighting because the enemy is trying to take our memories away. He's trying to make us, you know, go away totally, which is, you know, part of the COVID plan to get rid of all of us thinkers, <laughs> all of the baby boomers, all of the people, the older people that think because they, in the 60s, they started changing it from uh, in the schools from teaching people how to think to teaching people how to just do what they're told. <laughs> and that's what's happening now. We have people who just do what they're told. That's why, to me, I don't even, can't even fathom why people would just believe everything they hear or believe everything on the Internet. <laughs> they're not thinking. <laughs> so let's go over the types of prayer that will change your world. Um, many of us know uh, Pastor Fred Price. He was the pastor of Crenshaw Christian Center in L.A., and he did a thing for Charisma Magazine, and he listed the six foundational types of prayer. And I'm going to bust through this. Um, the first one is a prayer of agreement. Uh, Matthew 18, 19, Jesus introduced a prayer of agreement when he said, And again, I say to you that if two or more agree on earth according concerning anything that they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. Where two or more come in agreement, we shall have what we pray, uh, because that's unity and faith working. Uh, number two, the prayer of faith. Um, it's a petition prayer, and most people that's what most people think of when they use the term prayer, that you believe in, it's the prayer of faith. And that's a good thing. Ephesians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. And it's like, thank you, God, that I have faith, and I know that whatever I pray, I'm going to have what I pray for. Um. Number three, the prayer of consecration and dedication, Luke 22, 41 and 42. Um, and he was withdrawn from them. This is talking about Jesus, about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it be your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He was surrendering himself to God. And he was dedicating himself to God, but he was also letting God know if there's, a, if there's another way, Dad, <laughs> bring it on because I already know what's going to happen. So, uh, but that was a prayer of consecration and dedication. He was dedica dedicated to do what his task was here on earth. Um, we pray that God's will would be done. Um, that's what it says. But he was praying, in effect, if there's any other way to do it, let's do it that way. But not, not his will, but what, uh, what God wanted. Some people always pray, if it be thy will. We all know what God's will is for everybody to be saved. But he also gives us outline on the things that he wants us to do. When the direction is not clear, but the options, and we say, Father, whatever your will is, I'm, I'm open for it. Number four, the prayer of praise and worship, which is thanksgiving. 
Luke Luke 2, verse 20. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told to them. They were thanking him. They had just seen Jesus, the baby Jesus. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Number five, the prayer of intercession. Intercession involves praying for others. Uh, that's, some people might not be capable of praying for themselves. And that's when God gives a burning desire for us to help other people. And all we can do is pray because we can't do anything. That's intercession for our nation, for our government, for you know people in our church family. Ephesians 1, 15 through 18. Therefore, also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your faith for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, in us? And number six, and I'm going to make it, <laughs> the prayer of binding and loosing. And this is so important. Luke, uh, Matthew 16, 19 says, Jesus is talking, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and there's so many uh nuggets of uh, treasures in that statement because Jesus is saying first we have the authority here on earth by virtue of our covenant rights through him the second thing is uh we see is a direction of the action Things do not begin in heaven. They start here on earth, but the action starts here with us praying and binding those things and loosening them. And whatever we do here, God takes care of it in heaven. He he, um, makes it solidified. So whatever we permit will be permitted. Whatever we don't permit won't be permitted here on earth and in our lives. And we need to remember that. but I tell you, it's, it's just so good, all the things that God has given us and all the information. And I had number seven is a prayer in the spirit. When we don't know what to pray for, and a lot of times situations come up and we don't know. So that's where praying in your heavenly language comes in. Acts 19, the disciples asked the church in Ephesus, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And that's a powerful tool right there. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That powerful prayer language, it's very important. And we also use it, Jude 20, because we build up ourselves in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Jesus, it's the perfect prayer, praying in our heavenly language. Jesus told his disciples not to leave without it. So how much more shall we want it? How much more do we need it? If he sent the disciples out and told them, don't take anything, people will take care of you. And we need it to be like that now. When you're in a church body and a church family, we're all taking care of each other. 
So that's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us direct us in that in that way um, so we're not leaving anybody hanging in our church family because we all need to be one body unified and uh, and then God will move on our behalf. Amen. 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 Thank you for coming.